Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive right into today's episode. We are on season seven, episode 50. I can't believe we're about to wrap up seven years of Well Played. Stay tuned for what's happening next on the Well Played community. Uh, The idea here for today is about tests. Do they have to suck? Pardon my French. But uh, tests, they're not great for students. They're not fun for students. They haven't changed in like a thousand years. Uh, More on that later. But yeah, we're going to dive into this idea of assessment. And are there things you guys can do? And the quick answer is. Oh, sorry about that. And uh, yeah, let's dive right into this. Uh, For some of you that have followed me, you know that I offer multiple tests. So this is my first part, right? I have the regular test and the challenge test. Regular test is pretty regular. Uh, Multiple choice, that kind of thing. Um, Fill in the blank, you know, uh, short essay. Yep, that's my regular test. Something I definitely encourage my students kind of, I don't want to say not to take because I want it to feel like their choice and I don't want to burden them and I don't want to like put my thumb on the scale, but I definitely talk to them about taking chances and the challenge test is more challenging, but it's, it's, it's more invigorating, right? They get to actually like apply their knowledge in unique and fun ways as opposed to just another multiple choice. Another fill-in-the-blank, another matching. Good God, people, right? Think about all that have changed in the last 100 years. Go back to 1920. Yes, 1923. It is, we got little putt-putt cars. We got World War I has happened. We're far away from World War II still. Don't know that's on the horizon. Uh, newspapers are all the rage. Comic books are just getting started. This is what we got. And a kid taking a test back then would have multiple choice. Fill in the blank. Short answer. These little bite-sized nuggets of information. And I think that that was fine and maybe appropriate back then because... Honestly, the goal of education was different back then. The goal of education back then was to produce a literate society in which they could work in factories. That's it. So, little fill in the blanks, little like, wow, you know, in a moment, in five years when you go into the factory, you're going to have to fill in the blank of screw in this bolt, twist this widget. You know, that's it. So, it fit. But now look at the world. Fast forward that hundred years and we have YouTube, we have video games, we have uh, Netflix, we have just crazy sports on TV. We have kids in all sorts of like select sports and traveling teams and whatnot. Like the world is just more complex. The world is more fun. The world is better uh, on so many levels. It is a better place to be. And now let's say they sit down in your class and take a test. And what do they get? 
multiple choice, fill in the blank, short answer, matching, the same thing as 1924. That's crazy. That is just plum crazy. We can do better. So I started that exploration into a different test, a different style of test with this idea of challenge tests. My challenge tests are all based on this concept of active recall. Active recall means that they have to pull it from their mind. And I know you could be thinking, wait a minute, they have to pull it from their mind to fill in the blank, but there were so many cues around to fill in the blank, right? You're saying, you know, who was the first president of the United States, you know, fill in the blank. You have cued them with words like president, first, United States. These are all triggers in their mind, which is fine. That's totally fine. I'm not making fun of it. But in that little fill-in-the-blank question, you actually dropped three clues to hopefully cue the mind to say, oh, George Washington. Now, in the challenge test, if it's based on active recall, it might say something like, you know, name three important leaders from this unit. Might say name three important people from this unit, even getting more vague, and you know describe their importance and put them in order. Oof. Whoa. Now that's like, do I know I'm necessarily going to get an answer about George Washington? I don't. But uh, the student also now has to truly analyze, evaluate, create a list. Right. We're moving up that Bloom's taxonomy for your districts that use. Depth of knowledge, we're at depth of knowledge three here, far better than that fill in the blank. And I would much rather have my students process that, think through that, and do that well than sit here and have them just fill in little little widget blanks. So this idea of being based on active recall is pretty awesome. Now, in the gamified class, my kids are also willing to sort of pivot into something with a little more theme. So I built a entire challenge test using Google Slides, and it moves them through the activity, right? So it's like pages and pages of things they have to fill in, but there's a little more theme to it, a little more uniqueness to it. And again, all active recall. So they're presented with information in a sleek, good-looking way. And this matters. I, I make a point here to to pause, to slow down and say the word sleek. Because again, 1923, getting a sheet of paper with a fill-in-the-blank line when you don't have a copy machine back home might not be that bad. But like today, that is nothing. That's doing nothing to captivate the mind. And the whole point here on the test is to activate the mind and see what we can pull out of it. And that... That look matters. So presenting the test in a way that makes it kind of visually interesting puts them in that theme. If you're a gamifier, I strongly suggest trying this out, maybe doing what I did, try it with a challenge test. I give the safety of the regular test, something that they know and they're used to and it's been around since 1920 um, and even earlier. The next thing I want you to kind of think about is in my challenge test, there's always a second part and the second part is always group. So as people finish the test, and that first portion is me holding them accountable and just seeing what they know, but then then you get into the second portion, it's again accountability of what you know, but now it puts them on a team. And it's not team, it's not like red versus blue, I just mean that 
as kids finish the challenge test, they work together on an activity in that second portion that, again, asks for things to be pulled from their mind. And But this time, they're able to work with each other, talk with each other, help each other out, and it produces this collaborative feel, which, again, we know is a skill that we want in our students and we want in the next steps in their educational career is to be better at group work. Putting that into the assessment is very beneficial then because now they're literally practicing the thing we want excuse me, want them to do. Um, my other like tip here before we kind of wind this podcast down is it can be hands-on. We can allow them to maybe build and construct. So in my latest assessment, uh, there was a portion of the test where they end up having to build with Legos and uh, describe what they built. And it is awesome to see them think about the content in that way talk about create you're all the way up there while you're also using active recall not being told who was the first president of the united states but also having to like build something to represent the three most impactful people so does george washington they build a a boat and have a dude standing on the like top of the boat the front of the boat do they have uh the washington monument that'd be cool right do they build that to sort of symbolize him to then write about him Oh, man, it is just, it's this open world experience, which the kids are so used to in a video game. And then we put them on the 1923 railroad of a test worksheet, basically. There's, there's like, I don't even like saying it. Oh, my God. It's boring. Uh... And then my last, last, truly last bit, I want to wrap this up for you guys, but the the last bit I have to tell you is don't be afraid to sort of score it right in the moment. This is a way that I can keep up on my work is as those kids are building, I'm monitoring, I'm walking around, I'm talking, I'm listening, I'm seeing. And this makes when the kids leave and I have to sort of grade the test or whatever so much easier that I've already seen what they know. I've already looked at what they've done and now it's just sort of the final touches looking at some of the written work just a little bit here and there see if they were able to pull out the right details and by and large they are able to pull out the right details all right everybody i hope you enjoyed our season seven episode 50 i can't believe we made it here uh podcast on tests do they have to suck all right everybody i hope you have a great day and i hope you play on it